Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Matt Moderno. He's Jihadi White. Jihadi, the Wizards are undefeated right now. Uh, it's still the preseason, but hey, man, I'll take take whatever Wizards wins I can get. I'm taking it, too. I'm taking it. 2-0, baby. That, uh, I'm sure you've played in, in plenty of games like this over the course of your career, but that was, a, that was a tough watch during that Hornets game. They were so cold for most of that game, but I'll give them credit. Like, even though it was the reserves and things like that, they, they didn't stop fighting and they uh, ended up coming back and winning the game. So I'll take that. They did. I did. They did. I mean, you're right. It's tough watch. Come, you know, we played from behind. Um, we, to me, we won that game off of shots, scoring. Yeah. It wasn't a game full of stops on our end, but we happen to have enough weapons, surprisingly, you know, from all it, the bitch, you know, from the, the roster. We, it made you realize how much offensive weapons we do have. Kuzma carried them early and uh, was doing all of the scoring in that first quarter, especially. And then he cooled off a little bit. But like Koulibaly and people like that in the third and fourth quarter, that's when they like really, the ball started going in the hoop a little bit. And you could see guys were, were starting to feel some stuff. And uh, I don't know, yeah. that was fun to watch. Well, yeah, it wasn't what was really impressive, like you said, is Bilal, Koulibaly. You starting to kind of, and I always kind of hinted at it. I mean, you know, I always kind of, I saw something with that guy. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing somebody different. And even defensive presence wise, he's probably our biggest defensive presence on the team because we, we, we're kind of struggling on that end. Um, He does so much, just creates steals, blocks, rebounds. You know, he, he prides himself on defense. And uh, another surprising person that you saw definitely put a lot of work in this year, this summer, you can just tell, mm-hmm. right? And he's believing in his work right now is Davis. Yeah, he was so much better. Yeah. And I, I've been, like, holding it down for him on the, you know, for the fan base of, like, hey, telling you, don't give up on this guy. A lot of people have shitty rookie years, but that was an especially shitty rookie year. So I'm glad to see it for him, man. That has to be good for your confidence just to, See the ball go in the hoop a few times, but he MFers people defensively. Yeah. And like, I think that fits in what they want to do. If you got him on the perimeter and Koulibaly everywhere, I mean, like, that's something you could start with. Yeah. They're going to make they, what they're showing right now, they're going to make be able to be figments of this team, yeah. you know, major factors in this team where they're going to really be reliable. What I see with him is, is not just seeing the shots go in. Is him knowing the shots to go go in because he he's he's you can see that he's confident in the work he put in this summer. You, it's this is not just him being comfortable out there playing because his second year. That kid put in some work. That kid worked hard. That shit still looks ugly though. I like I I'm sorry. Like I I know some people have ugly form and it goes in, but. He's back to knocking the knees together in the middle, and I just kind of do this like every time he goes to shoot it. But yeah, like you said, he he definitely is like not afraid to, to let it rip. Last year, he was hot potato in the shit every time it came to him. Right, right. He was right. We talked about that. Yeah, he. And I was I was saying at least we got a guy who not who don't care about letting it go. Yeah, just don't be scared. But he's effective with it now. Yeah. I will, well, hopefully that um lasts throughout the course. Yeah, of the season. I'm, I'm hoping too. Before we get too far into it, as always, brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard All That Stuff. And football's back, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports wagering needs. Uh, it's up to the minute, latest stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns, all that good stuff. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates, stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, 
Bet online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere. You can also bet on NBA preseason games if you're a real weirdo and you want to do that kind of thing. That's open to you. Uh, but you can head to the website or use your mobile device to join us today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, so anyway, I'm so glad that you brought up Johnny Davis because of like any Wizards rookie the last couple of years, like this is the guy I just want to work out well. And and mostly because maybe it'll teach us all as fans a valuable lesson that an entire guy's career is not decided by his first season in the league. And uh, if he turns into like a really good player, at least that's a good data point to point to and be like, hey, like let's all chill out just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I, what I've learned is it's not all about talent. Yeah. And what I like is, it's all about hard work, and mm-hmm. and you can see the hard work that he's putting on the court every day, mm-hmm. and not on both both ends of the court, like being a two way player, mm-hmm. right? And even I take I take the scoring all day, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if you're efficient with it. Yep. But what I like is that he's also putting that same type of intensity on the opposite end of the floor. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm not seeing that right now with a lot of lot of our players. So it's good to see that we have two players who can really at least ignite that fire, as long as we can spread it throughout the other players. Yep. Yeah, and I think that shows them the kind of stuff that they're looking for from guys. If those are the people you reward with playing time, if you've got some of these other dudes and they're not trying to guard anybody, and you give minutes to Koulibaly and Johnny Davis, like. If you're Wes, you're sending a message that, hey, this this might be a year people are looking to us for rebuild and all this stuff, but, hey, we're we're counting on people to actually play defense. So, um, well, well, with the offense we're running, that's what I noticed too, and that's kind of what I felt like with in the Charlotte game, the offense we're running, which we're trying to get out and go, mm-hmm. we have to be a strong defensive team. Yeah, you've. And and what we, we, what I'm saying is we're missing out on a lot of opportunities to get out and go because we're not rebounding. Yeah, we're not rebounding them well, and we're not getting much stops right now. Yeah, right. So it kind of is a, a really affects the type of offense we're trying to run. So we didn't get a lot of chances yeah. to really get out and go. Like we, we when we did, we looked good. Yeah, it's really hard to to get out and run when the ball's going through the hoop on the other end every time. And right. You've got to or or they're getting second, second and third chance, chance to score. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's – okay, so let's get into the rebounding thing here because this is a perfect segue. You said it. I retweeted the clip a couple times of you saying, hey, this team is going to struggle to rebound and that's going to impact the defense and it's going to transition into the offense. Like, you nailed it, and that's exactly what we've seen through two preseason games. I want Daniel Gafford to be so good, so badly, uh, but especially Charlotte for whatever reason. Like Nick Richards has weirdly always owned him, and I don't know why that's a matchup he struggles with. I guess maybe because the guy's physical and there's effort, but like four times in that game, someone barely touched him, and Gafford looked like he took a shotgun blast right to the chest and just like flailing and flopping. All over, right. It's exactly what you've talked about not wanting to see with him. And I just, at some point, you've got all these veteran leaders, especially bigs. Like, if I'm a Taj Gibson and I was a guy who made my reputation on being a tough, gritty MFer, I would grab him and just be like, stay on your effing feet. Like, what are you doing? Like, someone has to, like, make that their mission to just just keep him upright. It's It can't be that he's just so weak he falls over all the time. Like, this has got to be... A mental thing or a choice like he's not he's trying to flop but not committing it, it's awful to watch though it's a mentality i don't think he's weak it can't it, no one could be that weak. weak i mean he's getting barely touched he's not the biggest not the biggest right body wise big i don't think he's weak because i've seen him on the offensive end do some t- tough stuff sometimes yeah he'll go through it's, a men- it's, it, it's what he believes he believes he's weak, right? In my mind, what well, just from what I see, from the, my perspective, he believes he's weaker than what he is against his opponents. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him against certain opponents where he's he's actually a tough player, right? He's standing mm-hmm. upright, taking shots. He won't take mm-hmm. shots to the chest, right? He falls over, bends down, 
and then take and then what happens is now he can't recover to the next thing mm-hmm. right it's it's if you hit him once right and now you hit, now you wait wait a millisecond or whatever now you got a free free um space to the rim yep. because you know he's just going to crouch he just break like break down <laughs> like I'm like <laughs> so that that frustrates me a lot with him and to me if they don't change that, if somebody, do, like you said, somebody don't grab them and say, stand up, or you just hear them every day. I mean, I will literally spend 30 minutes after practice or whatever, everybody just posting them, hitting them, hitting them. He got to not only stand up right, but he also got to use force back with his chest, right? Because when force meets force, it kind of evens out. Mm-hmm. What he does is just falls over, yeah. right? So now – anticipate the forces coming and give force back. Brace yourself, yeah. Brace yourself and then also still be able to move your feet, right? Still be able to jump off when that force hits, right? So now, even if now that they even hit you and do a drop pass or whatever, you're able to slide your feet really quick. But once you do the one hit, now the drop pass, you're not able to recover for that, right? And so that's going – bottom line, that's going to hurt us. He, he's the guy that really can help us out or he can really hurt us this year because what did he end up with? Six rebounds? Uh, Five rebounds? Yeah, it wasn't many. And, and the, they only ended up with a shot. They only ended up like six, five or six rebounds, right? Yeah. So now we can't get out and go. You know, I mean, yeah, I think Cooler, Cooler Body ended up, uh, Bilal ended up with 5 2. Yeah, he had a couple. Right? So, that's where we're struggling. Yep. Um, stops, we're struggling. And we really – our stops, once they get past the first line of defense, it's just it's just a free reign. It's, 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 um, it's fake protection. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, th- this is what I saw, and I would, I would love your take on this uh, as someone who's actually had to do this. But to me, like – some of it's a discipline thing on his end. Like Tyus and Poole were getting beat like drums on the perimeter. Guys were just going right around them, which is going to be a problem all year. So it's not just Gafford, but a lot of times it looked like he was trying to contest their guys and he wasn't getting all the way there in time. And then when you contest really far from the rim, everyone else is crashing the boards and now you're not boxing anybody out. Like it, it was like fake secondary rim protection but not really so like at some point you just got to say like i'm not gonna like, i'm not gonna block this guy 17 footer it's better for me at this point to just like i can't cut him off at the rim completely let him take it and i'll box him out and let's not give him a second chance oh you can stun at it you can stun at it and get to yeah, the second right. thing he's not stunned at it and, then, and, and he's, he's not getting to the second thing right. he's he's fake going at it all the way or fake it and then now taking himself out of the play and not, he's not, he doesn't do the second thing. Yeah. That's what I see mostly. It's never, he doesn't do the second thing and really don't do the third thing because he don't do the second thing. Right. So normally when you're in, you know, playing a position, you're like, ah, soon as my feet land or while I'm, I'm coming down, I'm seeing the next move. It drop down. I can see him throwing the ball as I'm coming down. So soon my feet, I'm already landing with one leg further out so I can hurry up and move this second thing. Now he's like one thing. And if I don't, if if I either I'm successful, I failed at one thing and then I'm out. Yeah. He just stands there after. And he stands there off or falls on the floor or or crouches over, (laughs) you know? So he, he's frustrating me. I'm not lying. He is, you know, and, and I thought I would see a better him this year other than, I mean, yes. It's all the alley-oops that he get. Have he gotten left that past few games that we do two games? Are they spectacular and great looking? Yeah. But outside of that, what are you getting? I think what frustrates me most is the guy we saw, and I've said this a couple times, like when he came in from Chicago, he changed the defense for a third of the season and it, it made a huge impact. They went from literally the bottom of the league to like the top third of the league for the last 30 games of the year. And it was infectious and everybody else was playing harder. And I was like, oh shit, like this guy can do this. So when you've seen someone do it and then they don't, 
that's like worse than like, will this guy ever do it? I, I just, right. More like the best, right. The best I saw him was when Rushbrook was there. Yeah. Right. Right. And the, the fuel in the mud. And I think Rushbrook had that mentality to where he like, you know, if I want to be out here, I'd be out here with Westbrook. I better take on that mentality and, and play the and see the best of myself. Okay. Now it seemed like he's just comfortable. He's not, he's not trying to be better. Mm-hmm. Right. He said he it seemed like he just say, hey, I'm cool, I'm a starter, I'm here. Yeah. Right. But but you you're lucky because you just so much walking the line. Mm-hmm. And and our frustration is we both know that he can be much better and how much better he can be because you see it. The potential is there. You see moments of he can be every everything we really want him to be if he just takes on, put in the work and understands it. I don't okay. think anybody told, looks like showed him film and say, hey man, look at what you're doing. There's 15 fucking coaches on the bench for this team. How is someone not sitting with him every game being like, don't do this. Hey, you were never going to block this guy's 17-foot jump shot. Don't contest that. Get your ass toward the rim and box your guy out. Like, at some point, this is on Wes Unsell Jr. and the staff to some extent, too. If you're well, a team, if, through, like, But if I'm going to go to contest that, I got to get it. Yeah, right. Or you're I'm done. contesting it. I got to get it because I know now I'm completely you know, out of my position. Yeah. Right. I'm not... If I'm gonna go out there and just do a, a, a lackadaisical contest, I mean, what I might as well just you know. But what he, I see what he's doing because these days, to be a big, you got to be able to go out one through five. Which he's fast enough, he's quick enough, he can do it. He thinks he's helping out and getting there. right. So what he's just saying is, I don't want to to miss my defensive rotation. They get mad at me, so I'm a I'm I'm going to half effort it. It's what you said about stunt. Stunt, get back. Like just, just do enough to cut these guys off, and then, you know, right. get, get back. Like they were actually better to me defensively with Mike Mascala in the game because he wasn't going to contest anything. He was mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to get an ass on the guy getting the boards, and at least I'm going to limit second chances. And if they miss, so be it. Uh, and then like, what I like about Mascala was he didn't really get a lot of boards. No, but he guess didn't. what? His man didn't either. Exactly. Yeah. Right. To so me. And that's the mentality. Hey, I know I'm not. I probably don't have the, the, the athleticism to get rebounds like that. A lot of, but I do have the IQ to make sure you're not getting any, yep. right? So let me give my men, my other deep teammates, a more of an option, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to get the rebounds, more of a a chance, right? And and that's a lot. That's a lot too. Even the gaffer did that. Hey, I'm, I might get five, but if I'm getting five, you're getting two. Right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be ahead in that matchup with you. Right. Least. And maybe that was the thing with Westbrook too, is he took like some of that rebounding and offset some of those issues and masked some of what we're seeing now with Gafford. And there's no one like Tyce Jones isn't coming in to help that. And and the Wolf, like I've thought, Kuzma's been a very good defensive rebounder for the Wizards for most of his time here. The numbers are pretty good. He hasn't done that so far in these two preseason games. I think he only had four the other night, like, and they were yeah. kind of like fell into his hands. So if he's not the one offsetting it, like if I've said, Denny, I think helps with that a little bit when he's back healthy. Um, cool. Bali's going to get a few, but these are also the guys you want getting out on the break and getting out in transition. And you know, that they're kind of being left hung out the dry too. If, if um, we can't get a board from somebody, I, I don't know. That's been the biggest concerning thing to me. I try not to read too much in the preseason, but there's no way that this isn't going to be problematic all year for them. It is because if the problem is this to me is if you're if you're not automatically offensive or defensive rebound type of player, and now that's a role that you have to take on more. Right. You know, it's tough because now you have you now have to make that every game you have to remind yourself, hey, I got to do something outside of what I normally do. Right. Yep. Right. And so it's not natural. And so now we're 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 literally you and I are expecting Kuzma be our, to be our top rebounder. Mm-hmm. He has to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's really only a few guys that even have a chance at it. And if it's not him. Uh, you're you're kind of screwed. One person that's been good from them from an energy hustle perspective, 
uh, has been Eugene, or I guess he wants to go by Gino now. Amaruya, uh, one of their two-way yeah. contract players um, in the chat here. Big J52 says, uh, I still ask what makes Eugene. Uh, he can't be a starter. He's not intimidated by anybody. I agree with you. He plays hard as shit, and they need that. At the end of the day, he's a six, seven big. He's not crazy athletic, and they're never going to start him. Just that's not what they're going to do with their two-way guy. Um, but you know what? If he's pushing them and he's giving them the effort, I'd start giving him more and more minutes. And maybe that's a message to all these other dudes. Like, I don't care who you are or how talented you are. We're setting like the the tone here with a dude like this. And if he continues to be productive and play that hard, I don't know how you keep leaving him on the bench. Um, at you know, even if it means some of these other guys don't get in. Well, it looks like he has a lot to prove. I mean, in yeah. his mind, hungry. He's hungry and he has a lot to prove. I mean, especially when I seen him get top hand, right? Yeah, he, he was eating them up. He was eating them up, right? I mean, and he's he has a I have to prove myself hungry. I want to be I want to be a figment on his team. I want to move up. I want to be recognized. And, and he's fighting for it. And he, what I do, I like that he brings a physical presence to this team, which we don't really have one right now. Right? Even though he's undersized. Um, so it's it was a pleasant surprise to see a player like him and then be also effective like he was. And it, it lets me know that we have some depth in certain positions, you know, in the position he's in, at least we have somebody who can be physical when we need it. And it's going to be a lot of time. We may be able to utilize him when we need that physical presence. He may be undersized, but don't mean that he won't be able to bang with some, you know, somebody else when it's not always that you need him to be effective offensively. You need him to sometimes be able to get some stops. Yeah. And, that's good. We say, hey, all right, Embiid is out there killing us. Put a body on him. Right. Yeah. And he might go over or around you, but at least they also run around a shit ton, make him work on the other end, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Wes Unseld said about Amaria, I have a lot of confidence in him. He'll guard anyone on the floor. He'll give up his body. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've seen this. You were one of these kind of guys. That shit is infectious. And if you're doing it, all and the guys. Are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so rare. What name me many players that give up their body these days? It's not much. I'll tell you what, I dove on the floor in a pickup game a couple weeks ago. My hip still hurts two weeks later. <laughs> so it's so rare to see somebody give up their body, and that, I, and it's it feels good. I, it makes you automatically like a player like that that's willing to do the things that won't show up in the stat sheet. Yep. You know, sacrifice the body and and. And, and hunger, it also will make you do that. And I like, I like, I can see the hunger in his eyes. I can see the hunger in this game, mm-hmm. right? I can see when he goes out there, he always has something to prove and he wants to leave the floor with a statement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're only going to get so many opportunities to impress if you're someone like him. Right. You can't afford not to make the most out of it. And I don't know, it, it sounds like he's been doing it so far. Um, uh, Wes also said his energy, his activity, that stands out the minute a guy like that walks on the court. I mean, I guess, agreed. And I think he'll be an immediate fan favorite all season just for being that guy because I thought this roster would have a lot of those guys, and it's two preseason games. I'm not saying it won't, but some of these other two-way guys, like Jared Butler got in a little bit. He plays hard as shit. Um, Ryan Rollins has been like really getting after people defensively. Uh, they asked Jordan Poole about Ryan Rollins, and he said he's been great. He's been bringing everybody together. He brings that energetic spirit and energy to the team that everybody loves. He's a great person. He's already um, – oh, no, sorry. Ryan Rollins said that about Jordan Poole. I'm trying to find the yeah. – <laughs> I was like, wow, Ryan Rollins leading the team. Um, I have a quote some here where Jordan Poole said something about Ryan Rollins' activity and his ability to just, like, get after people and stuff like that. Um so, you know, like a young guy, like long wingspan, he's a 6'3 guard with 6'10 wingspan. Like, if you're just active and you play hard, I mean, any team can benefit from a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know what else I'm, I'm, I noticed that I, w- I was, I was kind of skeptical about, or really, just, I really wasn't skeptical. I wanted to see how it worked. Mm-hmm. I like the two-man game between Poole and Kuzma. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Because I, did, I, did, I was wondering if it was going to be just 
everybody going one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I like the way they move without the ball with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, they read each other very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I, I you wonder if they're going to try to occupy the same spots on the floor and stuff like that, but right. they're, they're that's always the biggest concern. Like, okay. They're both ball-dominant guys. How is this going to work? And I, I really like them playing together. And that's just early. They're going to be a good tandem uh, this year to the point to where I think they're really going to make some major noise as far as excite, excitement-wise. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, I, it's not that's not a bad big two for the Wizards. Kevin uh, Garnett said the same thing. He thought like that Jordan Poole was headed in like a James Harden trajectory from the perspective of, you know, a guy that that really frees himself up when he leaves a spot where he's not surrounded by all stars. I don't think he's suggesting he'll be a Hall of Famer like James Harden or anything, but that kind of thing. Uh, and then he mentioned their two main game and Kuzma yeah, looks like they both have a lot of freedom. Yeah. Even Kuzma plays. He plays with more freedom this year. He's not. He's not. Um. He's not pressing. Mm. pressing shots to where oh, I got to press to get this. Now he's saying, all right, let me, I know that I can, I'm going to get the touches I need. So I'm not worried, concerned about that. So now let me be able to play. Let me play the game. Let me help my teammates out. Let me do more cuts. Let me be more, more free. He's playing 10 times more free than he played last year. Maybe I'm nitpicking. There were a couple threes he took where I still went, God damn it. Like, that's not the shot. But to your point, he cut, he got to the hoop a good amount. Like, there were a couple times where he had these like crazy sweeping reverse layups where he drove baseline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see that all season from you. Um, and he also wasn't afraid to kick it out to somebody. And Pool Bali also wasn't afraid to kick it back out to him on his drives. Like, if the ball moves around a ton here, uh, yeah, at least they're hard to guard. I mean, last year we talked about this so much where first quarter it's going to be Porzingis, fourth quarter it's going to be Brad. Like if you're a little more unpredictable and these guys show a willingness to pass the ball, you're a lot harder to scout too. Right. How do you feel about the um, uh, point guards right now, point guard play? I haven't been like overly impressed with Tyus Jones thus far, uh, but also – it's the preseason. I don't, you don't know what Wes is telling somebody like that. I, I mean, you know, this kind of stuff better than I do, but there's a world where somebody says to Ty, it's like, Hey, just get other dudes involved right now. Like move the ball around, or maybe he's doing that on his own. Uh, but he's fought, been fine. I don't know. I don't, the defensive stuff is really what bothers me more than anything. He and pool yeah. together are just going to get cooked all season. I, what, what was your take on, on the guards? Bro? I see that he has eyes. Yeah. And he's, I see that he gets the ball where he wants to get it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's all I see. Like I'm I don't see I don't see offensive mistakes. I don't see offensive like greatness either, right? I don't see anything spectacular or anything to like, oh he's he's able to it just He's just a little bit better than a, uh, you know, you know. Sometimes a guard is a, a another arm length of a coach, right? Mm-hmm. I see him a little bit better than a than a normal arm length of a coach type of guard, but nothing above and beyond. He's like faster, younger Monte Morris to me, you know, like yeah. yes. <laughs> exactly, right, right. He just. Yeah. I think he'll be better when they get out and run. I do think he'll be an improvement. I think he's got a little more burst. I just I don't think anyone that thinks he was gonna be suddenly given a starting spot here in Washington and like unleash into this all-star player. I, I think this ship has probably already sailed on that. I didn't expect that. Yeah. But I expected more of what I'm seeing currently. Yeah. I, I mean Again, I'm hopeful that like once they get going for real, like maybe he's a dude that that ramps up a little bit once they. Well, I think he's a cerebral player right now. He's really just taking it in sure. and he's filling everybody out. I think he's learning. Uh, yeah, I, that that's a great call. I think he could definitely yeah. be one of these. He's guys. learning and say, okay, all right, this guy does this. Let me get the feel of everybody. Now I know what everybody can do. 
Now let me get them involved also. But I want to see what he does. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We know you can pass. We know you advance the ball. We know you don't critic really cause a lot of turnovers so far. What do you do outside of that when Yeah, I like that. Right. So and I don't I haven't seen that much. No. Yeah, it's not calling us our number too often here at this point. Nah, I want to see what happens when he calls his number pretty much. I remember once um, on the show, um, Larry Hughes told a story about he got benched once for a while because he couldn't throw his post-entry pass to Jordan in a place where Jordan liked to catch it. So they played Ty Lue over him because Ty Lue was so good at getting the ball to everybody exactly where they wanted it. And now you see him as a coach, like, that's a thing that like clearly made sense to him. I, I wonder if that's the other thing, like you were just saying with Tyus, like he's he's a cerebral player. He's like figured things out. Maybe that's like, okay, if I give the ball to Koulibaly here, I want to see what he can do. If I give it to Kuzma here, does he like this? So um, maybe he knows he can get his own stuff. And right now it's just about figuring out the other guys. That's kind of what I'm hoping. It's one of those situations, but. Well, currently he don't, he doesn't have the pressure. Yeah. To 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 worry about his position getting taken to where he has to be effective immediately. Sure. So now he can test out the landscape. He can learn the players because with a guard, it's all about either they're going to learn me or I'm going to learn them. And it's, it's only two type of guards, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's a they teach you to see things, or you learn how they want things. Right. And he seems like the type to learn how everybody want things, which is fine. I would rather have the guard, though, sometime that also teach you how to see things, because now you had that type of guard. Gets more options and gets creates more option in the offense. Yeah, right. He forces the issue like, you know, the defense reacts to him more if you do stuff like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh. Yeah, that's that's going to be kind of an interesting one for me. I think over the course of the year, and I almost think like I still don't think they'll do it because they seem intent on Tyus Jones starting point guard no matter what, and that's fine. But I wonder where the scoring is going to come from some of these bench guys, and and we're seeing it now, like Corey coming off the bench and stuff like that. Like he doesn't really create for himself a whole lot. Like Muscala is not going to create for himself much. Gallinari's not going to create a ton for himself. Like, mm-hmm. so Johnny Davis isn't. Are they almost better served having a guy like Tyus running more with those bench units? And he can create a little bit more for those other guys. And then you've got Poole and Kuzma. And now it looks like even Koulibaly on the starting lineup who can create for themselves more. Um, maybe Denny helps that as a secondary playmaker a little bit when he comes back. Well, I guess we'll see how that kind of works out. But the. You're a small guard who doesn't guard super well, despite, I think Tyus tries, he just is limited. Poole doesn't really try and isn't a big guard. So you've got this tiny backcourt. You're going to start them together all year and get cooked. Like, would they be better off starting a DeLon Wright or somebody who's going to be really solid defensively and just get the ball to those guys to do their thing uh, and letting Tyus, like, lead the second unit more? And maybe you can let him do more offensively that way. I, I don't know. It just... The defense worries me a lot with the starting backcourt, is all I'm going to say. It's for defensive-wise, right? So basically, yeah. so because yeah, to me, you're not really, even if he if he's in the second unit, you're not really still getting more scoring out of him. Probably not out of him, but can he help the other guys score a little more effectively? I don't know. Other than, the, other than DeLon, right? Well, so like you've got DeLon. They're really the same player. In a sense, they're not they're not that much different. I feel like I feel like can be a little bit can be more more turnover prone. Yeah. Right. Defensive wise, I think he's solid, a little more solid. But I don't think if you change those two out, you're gonna get that big of a difference. DeLon was probably their best defensive guard last year. I mean, he was a nightmare for people off ball. Like, his steal rate was, like, top five in the league. But uh, it's just, 
yeah, he's not going to do a whole lot for you kind of other than that really is be like a ball hawk free safety kind of guy. Um, and, and, but you want the, you want the offense to move more. Yeah. This, what I do know is like you said, he's a better, a little better than line, right? What I do notice about Tyus is he gets the ball out. Yeah. Doesn't so, stick. Right. The with right, sometimes that ball sticks in the right. Sometimes also he's a believe it or not, he's a little more aggressive offensively. I, I mean, I, I, I noticed I that. But we're getting more ball move. We are getting more ball movement from Tyus so far. I agree. So I don't know. Would that help the, the bench guys? Um no, you need that in the first unit because you you have you know, with the guys you have, you and you you don't need just a traditional guard, super traditional guard that's kind of slow. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who's going to be fast enough. He's younger, he can push the ball faster. He advanced the ball faster. We have a, a whole goal is to run, get out, and you know, run and gun, and then and have you know with a secondary. So and then if that doesn't work, we we'll use a secondary real quick. So. In that case, he he's more fitting for the first unit, right? Yeah, offensively, I think. The thing, what you're saying, basically, is we really don't have anything to go with after that. No, none of these other guards are going to make anyone else's lives easier off the second unit. Like, no, no, potentially. No. Like, Johnny Davis can't really create much for other guys. Um, maybe Orion Rollins can do some stuff, but they're not going to trust a two-way or, or, you know, end of bench uh, young right. guard to do it. Um, Jared Butler, the two-way guard, isn't going to get enough minutes to do that. So, we, we, It's a, it's still kind of, we're still trying to figure out what our bench has. Yeah. Is, is, that, is there that that piece that we might have that can be a, a dominant score that, you know, like, is Davis, can Davis be Davis every night? Yeah. Then okay, now you got you have some effect of scoring off the bench. You need him to be college Johnny Davis, basically. Right, point. right. So, so you know, we don't have much much scoring to go to. We can, but you know, I don't know how consistent it will be. How you can Gall- trust it every night or not? Gallinari looked like glacially slow to me on the court. I thought that yeah. was kind of a, a disappointment. I, I was hoping he'd be fresher, you know, coming off the injuries and, and being healthy again. But I don't think we should be banking on a whole lot there. Um, that That's, uh, yeah, they're going to have to find some other options. Gallinari is the third string center. Uh, I don't think it's going to work for them no. long term here. Uh, uh, we still have a job to do, definitely. Yeah, you know, really still filling out a lot of roles, and and, filling up. You know, for right now, and like like they said, right now we we we're getting few pieces and and work and and kind of be patient with them. Yeah, and you know, but there's going to be some moves that that will be made, and you can see that they have to be. Wes Unseld has made a couple comments that lead me to believe that he intends to start Denny Outdia at small forward and send Koulibaly back to the bench. He's basically said, like, we haven't seen our starting five yet. And, you know, it, it, like I'm paraphrasing here because I'm not in front of me, but it was basically like, you know, when all our guys are back, you'll see our starting five kind of deal. And to me, I've seen enough from Koulibaly already. I think it would be if he, he needs to at least play starters minutes, if you don't actually start him and name him, I don't really give a shit, but, um, and, and if you're going to do it for two weeks and slowly bail, build up to it, fine. But like over the course of the year, like cool should get as many minutes as he could physically take in my opinion, as long as he's continuing to do the work and earn them and play hard and stuff. But cool is your, is the, your perfect project. Yeah. And knowing that, what we're expected out of this season anyway. Right. I mean, we like to say we got some work to do. If if we if we're above five hundred, great. If we're at five hundred, cool. But I think you keep cool keep cooler body in the fire and make everything you can make out of him. Get him where he needs to be for the future of the team. Yep. You don't you don't push him out there and pull him back. Right. Right. Because 
you already see signs of what he could be. And you need, you're going to need that player mm -hmm. in the very near future. Yeah, the sooner the better, I think. And and so let him get all of his kinks out this year. Mm -hmm. Even, and he's going to be effective. But this is the learning process. It's, you have to force a, it has to be a forced learning process for him. Which is will definitely be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be times he's gonna get frustrated and learn, but let him learn the NBA right away. That should be goal number one for this team. That should be goal number right. That should be goal number one. So don't play with him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, he seems like a good kid. I I think he wouldn't care if he was the first guy off the bat. You know, like he's not right. gonna rock the boat or whatever, but. There shouldn't be a world where we're playing veteran guys that mean nothing, and he goes back to like ten minutes a game or some shit like that. That would be criminal. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be worth it. You keep him out there. Uh, it's just there's no like perfect. Here's the starting five that is like airtight here to me, and I'm okay with them trying some other stuff. I, I feared I've heard a lot of fans suggest starting pool as your point guard. And going with Bilal and Denny on your wings with Kuzma and Gafford. And maybe that's not enough playmaking and the ball doesn't move as quick if you do that. But it, it also probably helps you defensively somewhat too. So I, I, to me, there's just no right answer, unfortunately, where you can it do it. Depends on how tradition, if it I, don't, I, don't like, I don't dislike that. I don't dislike that idea. It just depends on how traditional you want to be. Second of all, you know, you're not – you're. I feel like if Poole was a point guard, only time you really get some definite ball movement is when he's uh, in, in a situation to where uh, he couldn't force it, and then now he's just throwing a throwback out. But also with Poole being a point guard, you have to respect him more yeah, with the ball. On yeah, he put pressures on defense, which now gets everybody else open. Right. I don't think it's a bad look, personally. You got to at least try it, right? I mean, yeah, so I don't think it's a bad. I think at certain times, you sh that should be some looks we should give them. Or closing right? a game like that works for me too. You know, I mean, like uh, that—that's that's a tough group, I think. But it's a stronger group. Yeah, it's a stronger group. That'd be and better. It's a more offensive. It's more effective group. You got now. You got more weapons out there offensively. And if and like you said, like Koulibaly, right? Poole's young kid, young too. Mm -hmm. To me, if you're going to do that, force it now. See if it works. Yeah, right. Try this in the preseason. Just, just everything. I would have threw that. I would have tried that out a lot in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, I understand Wes is like, hey, I got to win, win now. You know, things on the line. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, the next preseason game is on whatever today is. They play the 18th. I guess that's Wednesday against the Knicks. So that's your opportunity. Like, try yeah. that Try that lineup then. And he he should not be concerned about wins and losses at this point. Uh, if he is, he's – I don't know. He's yeah, wait, if you're right, though, if you try it, you better put put it out there now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. This this is the time, right? Like, I, if I'm a team, I, I would not – like I'm a Ravens fan, and all we talk about the last couple of years is how good our like our undefeated streak in the preseason is. I'd rather see my team lose in the preseason because they were trying a bunch of crazy shit. Right. Uh, yeah. Especially a basketball team. Completely uh, agree. In the uh, comments, we've got Merle Garrett said, "Loving the new direction the team is going, but still need a legitimate big man." Agreed. Uh, and then David, I think I've screwed your name up before, so I'm not going to try. You know who you are. Uh, you have to play Bilal, Denny, Corey, and Johnny. And the vets get spot minutes minus Pool and Kuzma. I, I agree. Like all those young guys. Let me say, say, what, say what he said again. Uh, Bilal, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, and Johnny Davis. Your youngest guys, your most recent first round picks. Should yeah, you got to play those. Yeah, definitely. Pool and Kuzma have to play, and everyone else fits in around them. Oh, I, I, I definitely agree with him. Yeah. I, no I mean, arguments from us, David. You have to. Yeah. A lot of players. And they've talked a lot about Corey Kispert. He had 10 threes in one of these games that are not hit 10, but shot 10. Like 
they want to see volume shooting from him. If I were him, I would say shoot that shit literally every time it touches your fingertips. Like let, let that fly. fly. Yeah. Let it fly. I mean, we have to be a let it fly team. Yeah. Quick ball rotation, ball can't stick. Mm-hmm. Right? Ball can't stick. That's why I'm concerned about with pool is that ball stick. Yeah. But if the ball doesn't stick, get that defense out of sorts and out of sync because it's going to be hard to defend any team with a lot of um, shooters and scores and the ball's not sticking. And to me, that's our biggest, that could be our biggest advantage if we take that approach this year. Yeah, I agree. And and Dawkins has said something similar and they'd like to see more of the creation ability from Poole. They said he didn't get to show everything he's you know capable of while he was in Golden State. So maybe he can do that now. I think again, let's find out. You even if even if Poole has a good year scoring the ball, I still wouldn't go into this saying he's a definitive piece of my long term future of the franchise. Like to me, everything should be on the table with him. He's he's old enough you could trade him for stuff if he looks good. He's young enough you could keep him as a part of the core. But they should be finding out. Find out if he can score. Find out if he can create. Find out if they can get him to defend. Like those are all things they should be looking to understand from him this season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. It makes sense. Uh let's see. They also said Cool Bali has been working a lot with Wizards assistant Brian Keefe. Uh when Keefe was in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant said that Keefe was the guy he loved to work with the most there and helped him work on some stuff. And uh maybe there's some things that can translate. Uh I think that would be the sounds like it's the right guy for him to be you know, working with the most closely, but I got a whole list of quotes here and I'm not going to just read them all because every wizard fan's probably seen him at this point, but it's literally just all of Koulibaly's teammates raving about him as a person and a player and his own, uh, you know, quotes. Like he talks about, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years now as a basketball player. I'm like, I've been a pro and he just seems mature already. And I, they also, Josh Robbins had a thing about how Koulibaly, um, recently in the last couple of years has learned how to speak English by watching American TV shows. Like he, he already seems to me, you know, wise beyond my 19 year old years kind of thing. This is a dude that just came over to the U S for the first time. Like he's, he's going to have some growing pains and stuff too. And I hope this is my PSA to all wizards fans listening. If he has a couple stinkers in a row or is just shit for a couple of weeks, like let's not give up on the guy. And, Oh, we thought he was better than he is. Like, it, it's going to be a process, and there's going to be plenty of bad with good, I would think, here throughout. This is what I see with Koulibaly. What he doesn't know about the NBA game hmm. is an advantage right now. Okay. Gives him an advantage. He's playing more of a European game out there still. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to be a typical NBA player. I don't want him to get comfortable and get adjusted to the NBA in that way. Because we understand what, you know, how the players get. Mm-hmm. What Why we like him is because he's doing all of the things that he normally would do when he was a pro overseas sure. that they don't really do in the NBA. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. I hope he's on with his teammates, too. <laughs> right, so... And that's why we're so impressed and the teammates like him because it's like, wow, you're willing to sacrifice your, your body like that? Or you really, you want to get that many steals? You really want not? Yeah, yeah, he is because that's what he does. You should all do it too. Yeah, don't, right? That's not foreign. It, it's just foreign now, right? It's expected with him when playing over there. That's how the game goes. And that's why he's, in, he's impressing us so much and so I want the things that he doesn't understand about the NBA. I would rather him not. I would rather him stay the player he is and then build from that the right things. To me, it's all about the trainer he gets this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the right foundation that he's got to work with. Right. So don't change the foundation that was built over there in Paris. Whatever foundation you have, you got to keep that. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then add pieces onto it, you know, maybe skill level pieces, maybe this. Know know what to add 
don't take away anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shooting is not always going to be as good as it was the other night. And just right. stick with the process, rep out your form, all that kind of stuff. Uh, just switching gears here a little bit to another potential young piece, the Capital City Go-Go uh, acquired the rights to Michael Foster Jr. And the team added him to an Exhibit 10 contract. He'll likely get waived at the end of training camp and end up on the G League team at all. Um, Johnny, I know you've been around like the AAU circuit and things like that. Have you ever come across Michael Foster Jr. at all in any of that time? Are you familiar with that name? I possibly have. I knew um, you had seen like Patrick Baldwin out on the trail yeah, and stuff like that. So I have I seen him. Yeah, right, but um, be honest, it doesn't ring a bell right now. So yeah. he was, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen him. He was a big deal coming out of high school and chose to go the G League Ignite route a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, he played on that first year team with Scoot Henderson, Jaden Hardy, mm-hmm. and those guys. And he's kind of like an old school, back to the basket kind of big. Not crazy, but he's like 6'8, six, 6'9, six, maybe. Um, but like kind of a burly dude and like will pound you on the inside. And uh, he's got like a smooth looking mid range jumper. And they showed him in practice, like drilling a bunch of threes, but. He hasn't really made so much, but he won a G League championship uh, with the Sixers G League team last year and was like a starting center for them. This is a guy I'm excited about, uh, and he's just different than the other bigs that they've had. Like he's, like I said, he's a, he's a good size dude. He's physical, but he also moves pretty decently. I think if you can kind of work on expanding that range a little bit too, like he's a guy that I think eventually will shoot it. He uh, may stretch the floor. I think so. Um, is the percentages do not bear that out right now, but I like, I think he's got enough touch and things like that, that it looks like he could shoot. So I'm excited about this. Just, this is the kind of move I want to see them make. This was a guy that was a top 10 high school recruit and maybe just needed a little more time. And uh, if you're going to take a, you know, a stab or uh, take on some projects, like let's take guys with that kind of big pedigree like that. Yeah. I mean, from what you're explaining, it sounds like a, Somebody I'll be excited to see, you know, we're very interested, you know, and like you say, old school, big body can move, can, can shoot outside, um, can score used to winning top high school prospect. I mean, he has all of the, the accolades that, you know, as far as the show that he could be that type of guy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I, I, I will be checking him out this year. I hopefully uh, he gets in a little bit of these preseason games before the end of the year and they give him a real, a real honest look here. Um, just anything else from the preseason games that you've seen that we didn't talk about that you want to mention real quick? No, no. I mean, we're still, we're still watching, we're still watching. And, you know, we saw some excited, exciting, you know, pieces from some players that was well good to see. Yeah. 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 It was a, a decent start, I think. Uh, hopefully, it'll uh, gives you it, it gives you uh, uh, idea of what we could have this season and what we probably need to work on. Yeah, uh, just one sort of non wizards related thing I wanted to ask you about. I don't know if you've seen what's going on with Kai Jones, formerly of the Charlotte Hornets, at all. He's former first round pick, one and done out of Texas, crazy athletic. Uh, and they recently released him because he seems to have lost his mind completely this summer. Uh, he had a bunch of tweets talking shit about all of his teammates and he's the best player in the world. And he's like been doing Instagram live videos where he seems like he is totally out of his mind on something maybe or off medication or on too much medication. I don't know, but he had kind of poisoned the well so much with his teammates that they just waved a guy um, that is like honestly one of the more athletic bigs in the entire league. Uh, he hasn't really put it together on the court much this year for a team that could have used an athletic big. But did you ever play with a guy that was just so batshit crazy that like nobody in the locker room, and you don't have to name names, but like how do you handle that as a teammate? Is that the only thing the organization can do is move on from a guy if he's just like it's just, I'm no, surprised they gave up on him. Teams aren't equipped. Team players, coaches aren't equipped to handle something like when you need professional help. Yeah, it's like a real mental health situation. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand. And you you feel sorry for the guy because you know that's not that's not him. That sometimes that's just a, 
a click in a a click in a personality and and but it because what happens when you do that you're not even considering any of the consequences yeah right and and that's not even something that's registering in your head or and and if you dealt with people with you know mental health issues you just you just know man it's 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 voices sometimes and they take up they take over and and you know i hate you know i hate that that people when you're when you're when you're so talented and you have a gift and then all of a sudden that happens like and then it's just not fair you know as much as he can really you know make his teammates upset it's not his fault it's not fair it's not fair that he has that he has all this talent and then has, you know, a, a sickness. Yeah, I, I think that's well said. I, you know, and and it's not fair that the team is not equipped to handle that. It's nobody professionally there to be able, like seriously professional, to be able to help him through that so he can still be who he wants to be. He can navigate through it and be able to so you know when that when those you know when those phases happen you know it's no one to talk to charlotte especially is surprising because they have sort of a well-documented uh history in the last couple years of guys having off-court issues um you know involving the law and some not as well-documented ones where some of their former lottery picks had some drug-related issues that they didn't seem to give up on those guys very quickly. You've got Miles Bridges who got in trouble and has now come back and is immediately in trouble again for the same kind of issue, and they've stuck with that guy. So the dude sending out weird Instagram videos and weird tweets to his teammates, like, I don't know. I think I would have tried to find... I mean, if he was a little better player, I bet they would try this all of a sudden, but... uh I'd be getting him some serious counseling and some evaluations, but I guess guys still have to want help too. Yeah, you, you, teams like to control the information. Yeah, and if a, if somebody just putting a, putting all the information out of there, that's that's really tough. You know, first of all, you know, I understand. I don't understand, like you know, what what Miles Bridges is doing, but and that's but that's in his own home, so that's that's why. You know, that's outside of the team. And so you're doing crazy stuff out here in the world. But within the organization, it's more about what happens in the locker room, stays in the locker room, unless the coaches try to put it out there to help us to move, move the ball, some, you know, move things, you know, the goalposts one way or the other. Um, and, and like I said, man, it's just, you know, that's not, that's not what he wants. It just it's it's tough. And you and you just hope for better. You hope that he can get help. You hope that he can overcome this. And you hope that he can still continue his his dreams and his basketball career the way he wants to. I I saw a bunch of Wizards fans. The reason I ask is because fans were like, well, should we take a shot on him? Um, I wouldn't be in a rush to do that. I would be seeing if he can. Uh, make some traction in a positive direction with his um, mental health status uh, before considering anything like that. Because it's like you said, you don't want to disrupt everything else in what is seemingly a good vibes locker room. If he's going to come in and do the same stuff, it's not worth it. But if he can get himself some help and um, get some of that straightened out, like I wouldn't be opposed to it down the road. The, the worst thing the guy has done is 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 have some issues. Like he's not. Uh, getting in trouble with the law that we know of, or any these other kind of things that 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 wouldn't deter me from. Well, also, the Wizards have been through a, a lot. That's true. Yeah, the Wizards have been through a lot. I don't know. If he's the guy, particularly the guy, right? Because you don't when you start rubbing the teammates the wrong way and, and things get really heated in those locker rooms, it's, that can affect so much. Yeah, we don't need that, that can affect energy. so much. You know, yeah, I mean, it, those locker rooms are uh, fragile. Yep. A lot of egos, a lot of personalities, a lot of people who've been the man their whole life. 
you know, it's it's a lot of different crazy factors that go in the locker room that if two don't cross the right way, you blow up the whole thing. Yeah, they call it team chemistry for a reason, right? Like yeah. you're putting all these ingredients together and you hope shit doesn't blow up at some point. So right. Right. Um, yeah, that that's a good call. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'd like to monitor. Hopefully you get some help and uh glad the wizards don't have any of those kind of issues. Sorry about uh, anyway, I'm just Appreciate the perspective there. Uh, Johnny, I think that's it for me this week. Any pardon thoughts? Oh, no, man. I'm just excited. Excited to see this year. See where we're going. I love it. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, Wizards play again Wednesday night against the New York Knicks. That'll be their third preseason game. So hopefully they'll kind of ramp up into more what we can expect to see from them over the course of the year. Start to break a few more things out, show some wrinkles. So uh, should be good stuff. As always, this was Believe in Wizards. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Please rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, hit that little subscribe button and notifications. So when we go live, uh, you know, you definitely see that. And thanks for following along in the chat here. We love to take those questions as we go. So keep doing that in the future. And uh, we'll check you all next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube